This is the Everything EV Podcast by EV Powered. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everything EV Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything electric. I'm your host, Charlie Atkinson, and in these episodes, we'll be discussing everything to do with electric travel. So whether it be cars, bikes, boats, or even planes, we'll have it covered. We'll also be speaking to people from within the industry to get their views on the EV space, as well as other features such as electric car reviews, electric motorsport coverage, and much, much more along the way. This podcast is available on all streaming platforms, so be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from to receive every single episode as soon as it's released. And please do go back and check out all our other episodes too. In this episode, we speak to Tommy Ristamaki, the CEO of Kempower. Tommy joins us today to talk about the growth of Kempower, a global EV charging brand that specializes in high voltage charging, as well as the company's venture into the US and its adaptive charging solutions. So, Tommy, welcome, first of all. Now, on these podcasts, we usually start with just a bit of an overview of the company. So could you tell us all about Kempower and what the company specializes in, please? Yeah, basically, Kempower is a Finnish uh, fast charging equipment and solution manufacturer. So this is, uh, we have been now operating since 2018 uh, as a a company focused 100% on the fast charging. But basically, the company group has long history in similar equipment. I call it similar equipment, even if we come from the welding industry. But from from engineer's point of view, this is the same. So it's the company group has been doing power engineering applications since 1949. So this is kind of kind of a new uh, uh, independent company within the company group, which was then uh, publicly listed last year as well as a separate entity. So. That's where we come from, and, and we are specializing in, in this kind of a system thinking in the DC charging space and not, not so much on individual, I call it the refrigerator chargers, so kind of like a box and a cable, so we are more in the system thinking that we handle the whole parking lot with, with our solutions. Okay, and now in terms of the mission statement of the company, what is the sort of long-term goal for the company, and what do you see as the long-term vision for Kempower? Of course, we want to make the, if I look at the technical goal, we want to make the charging of EVs as, as easy as, or even easier than, than tanking fuel into the cars. So that's a, at least, it's, it's the usability is, is really high on our, our side when we're looking at that. And of course, the big mission is, is to enable the electric traffic by, by actually supplying the, the, the best possible fast charging equipment in the world. Okay, great. And now before we focus on Kempower in more detail, I just wanted to get a bit more of a background on yourself. So could you just walk us through your career so far and tell us about how you've ended up where you are today? Yes, it's, it's, it's kind of when I'm looking at my, my career, uh, maybe it's boring or not, but I've been working with electrification for more than 20 years and always with power electronics. So the first half of the career, about 10 years, I worked with the industrial applications that was always about energy saving and making things more efficient. So from that point of view, clean tech as well. But then in the last 10 years, I've been working with e-mobility. So first with the actual electric powertrains to the vehicles, working with a lot of hybrid trucks and, and electric excavators, electric boats, you name it. But, and then it was kind of natural choice as well when I got the chance to, uh, to move out of the vehicle, besides the vehicle, to the charging industry. Because, of course, in the powertrain side, uh, starting in 2011, it was a lot of uh, hybrids, especially diesel hybrids, what we were doing in the, in, the, in the heavier vehicles. 
So getting even more pure traffic or let's say cleaner traffic is, is the charging is a, is a really great move that. And I, I actually like to feel good when I go to work. So you, are do, you feel that you're doing something good for the world. Okay, so over the course of your career, then you've seen the industry grow from a sort of concept and an idea to today where electric vehicles are now the way forward and where by the end of the decade, hopefully, we're going to be well into this era of electrification. So I suppose you've really seen the evolution of this industry, haven't you? I think in the vehicle industry, we saw a big hype in 2011 when I started the business and then dropped down of the hype when the diesel price crashed in 2015. And now it's now it's like the real market is now here and not anymore the ideas or hype it, it it's an actual reality so it's really fun to be in this market and, and the market surprises us almost every day how how fast the things move and when you talk about the landscape of the ev industry at the moment how does Kempower fit into that what sort of charging solutions do you offer and what services does Kempower provide so what i mentioned that we are device manufacturers of course we do the equipment but also related backends and software. So we are quite advanced on doing also the cloud solutions and analyzing the, the charging and recognizing the vehicles today. But I think what specializes us mostly from our competitors today in the DC charging space is the system aspect and the modularity that we are not doing these standalone systems so much. We are doing kind of like centralized power chargers and then these dispensers all over the field also for the DC. They are almost as small as AC chargers when you look at the actual charging points, what we offer. And they are not taking as much space also from the, from the parking lots. And you can actually install them into the normal uh, normal parking lots and, uh, and, and do, that, do that flexibly. And we also see that when you have a centralized power and you are, uh, the EV drivers are not hogging the capacity, let's say that if you forget your vehicle there for a while, uh, that, that power can be transferred to the net, next vehicle as long as you have enough plugs on the site. So that's the idea that we have been looking the charting uh, from the aspect of, of EV drivers. Like most of our colleagues here are EV drivers and we are designing uh, products that fit to our own needs as well. So that's, that's the point. And now just to focus on the sort of size and scale of the company as well, obviously Kempower is now a global brand. So could you just talk to us about the markets you're in and the different countries and continents that you operate in? Of course, we, are, we, are, we, are, we started in, uh, in 2018 and, and we are considering the Nordics, uh, North Europe as our home market. And of course, there we are quite strong at the moment, but we are spreading out now quite fast. Uh, also, if we look at our own companies, let's say sales companies, we have actually in the major countries in Europe are covered and we just made a decision also be by the end of next year to be in the US market with our own company and, and manufacturing as well. So, but the charges have been ending up, I think every inhabited continent already has Kempower chargers and it was about 40 countries when I look. Uh, it's partly, it's been sold also through our partners and, and our global customers. Some of the charges are not very visible to the uh, normal public if they are underground in, in, in deep mines or, or they are in a bus charging site somewhere out of the site. But it, it's, uh, let's say, in all areas of the world. And now when you mentioned the US market and bringing the charging solutions over to there, 
How big of a challenge is that? Because obviously it's a mission that is of a completely different size and scale to any other country. And so electrifying the United States really is quite a big challenge. So what is the goal and objective for Kempower over there? Of course, we want to be a significant player in there and actually enable it. And looking at the U.S. expansion with the EVs that is going now faster, it's, it's the trend in all the markets. It seems like when people start with EVs now, the times it's the same scale, but the time span is shorter. So you see the high, high percentage in, in, in growth in the next years, and especially the countries where you don't have like uh, USA, that uh, let's say the percentage of EVs hasn't been very high. But it's expected to actually grow really, really fast because now that uh, the areas where you are a little bit behind on the on the advancement is is going faster than any other, and it's driven not only by the climate goals; it's about the fuel price, what's currently increasing. So that's uh, some of the employees driving with gasoline cars don't like that, but for the business, it's it's actually good for EV charging company that uh, the fuel prices are going up because that actually makes people move. And once you go into the EVs, uh, I would claim that if you use an EV for two months, you are, you never go back to, to gasoline car anymore, because that's also from the usability and the convenience, that's, that's, that, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually having a similar conversation the other day about this and electrifying America and obviously for yourself, based in the Nordics, that seems to be the most accepting towards EVs and across Europe, really. So there generally seems to be a more welcoming and accepting attitude towards electric vehicles over here, I'd say. But I mean, my perception of the United States is that it's just a, it's a little bit different, perhaps. Obviously, there is a rich automotive history over there. And whilst I know there are some parts of the US that have quite high rates of EV adoption, I just wondered what your perception is over there and, and how you interpret the US's attitude towards EVs? I, I think the similar, similar thing happens everywhere, uh, that you have the opposition against it and it can, might be very loud opposition as well. If you look at the social media, it gets a lot of angry, let's say, texts when you talk about have a positive article in the newspaper about EVs. And it's really fun to read the comment uh, section because that's the loudest opposition always enters there and, and, and says that nobody can afford an EV, normal people cannot do that. And you cannot drive to, like like in Finland, it said you cannot drive to northern Finland with a trailer and and a, and a ski box and, and plus 50 relatives on the back uh, without going to a toilet in the in the way. So it's, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the same opposition everywhere. And especially in the countries where you have heavy, basically, car industry, people are afraid, of course, on their jobs. And the industry is transforming, so it's creating new jobs in different places, but some of the companies might be in trouble for some years because, of course, the same equipment is not going. If you, if you are manufacturing today gasoline engines, of course, the transformation is, is pretty heavy. Okay, great. And now one thing I did want to touch on is the recent announcement from Kempower of the adaptive charging solutions. So I just wanted to ask you about that, really, and, and what that means for the future of the EV industry. Yeah, we were looking at a few years back that uh, adaptive voltage what we take in, into account now that we have had this, um, let's say, spreading the power by, let's say, that we share the load, uh, that we actual capacity of the charger is transferred to the vehicle to another, even during the charging cycle. When the car is, let's say, the battery is getting full and it asks less power, we transfer the capacity to the next car to actually allow 
faster charging for everyone. And what we lately did as well, we are also changing the charging voltage with steps in there because you have now higher voltage cars coming into the market. And that's, uh, I, I really applaud that because that's making the charging even more efficient when you increase the, increase the voltage. We also had in the beginning, we had, we had products like uh, personal cars with low voltage and then the commercial vehicles with higher voltage. But now it seems to be that all the vehicle types are moving into high voltages because it, it's more efficient to charge with higher voltage. So the, the batteries are getting, uh, let's say, they are evolving. I think the technology was always there. People are thinking that it's a big change in the battery technology, but actually the commercial vehicles have been with high voltage from the start. And it's now being adapted by personal car manufacturers as well. It's not so much about, uh, let's say, technology advancement. It's it's about changing the applications. And when you talk about high voltage, that's a thousand kilowatts, isn't it? Thousand volts, yes. And then 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 looking at actually the thousand kilowatts means actually the megawatt charging, which is the dream now for the truck industry. Uh, especially when the trucks are coming to the market with EVs, the, it is really a challenge on. Uh, because it's a business car and you are moving logistics and the loads are pretty heavy that uh, you have to be able to charge even faster. And then now, now the development is going into standard called the megawatt charging. So going thousand kilowatts and above. But what we released now was the thousand volts. So that's actually adapting to the, to the increased voltage level of the batteries. And that of course helps in moving into this megawatt world as well but it, it's it's for electrical engineer it seems to be funny that people are mixing the voltage and power and amps together because it's it's there's one formula that you have to remember that uh, that current times voltage is power and then you're fine yeah there is one thing i did want to ask off the back of that and i mean whenever people discuss heavy duty vehicles and making them zero emissions there seems to be always this argument between battery power and hydrogen. And so when we talk about this high voltage charging and the adaptive charging solutions, do you see that as the final nail in the coffin for the argument for hydrogen? I think hydrogen has some applications, but the problem with hydrogen is, is the economics. That it, it's, it is just too expensive because it's so inefficient. And I think the countries going into EVs, are, you need more and more electricity to produce. And if you waste the energy by creating hydrogen, because you have a lot of losses in this industry, it creates a problem that you have to produce more and more and more electricity. I think the hydrogen could be used in certain applications if you have really long range or you have critical applications. But the thing what people are also forgetting that not all hydrogen is considered green hydrogen. And it's uh, sometimes it's a byproduct of fossil fuels. So most of the hydrogen in the market today is not produced by green methods. So this is a kind of misconceptions of uh, it could be considered part of the hydrogen is actually fossil fuels. So it, it, it's a similar, similar way of that. And I think fuel cells have been coming to the market now for the last 20 years and they are still not there. They are still not ready. But the battery technology is ready for, for taking the challenge. So that's why I believe that all the car manufacturers are moving now clearly to the battery and still making, uh, let's say, 
loud uh, test drives with hydrogen just to keep up the the image with the high tech development and new things but i think the hydrogen in most of the places will not come reality okay and now just to circle back to the high voltage charging i know you mentioned that there are already some applications of it already but I just wondered what the sort of timescale could be for the rollout of this for heavy duty vehicles. And if at any point in the future, it might also be used for your sort of everyday electric vehicle as well. I'm also thinking, do we really need that? That's a really good question that if you look at the personal cars and you think about already with 150 kilowatt, 250 kilowatt, you get that fast charge that that's already suiting to the needs. You need to have brakes anyway. And if you have certain like a 400 miles, 300 miles ranges in the cars and you have to stop for 10 minutes, 15 minutes to charge. Uh, so that's basically your, your uh, bio break on a, in a toilet or that's a coffee break during the drive. Or if you take a lunch, then you have actually half an hour, 45 minutes to charge. So I, I don't see the need actually going faster charging in, in personal cars. If uh, I, I think commercial traffic in there as well, if you have taxis, they, they might need faster. But if you if we look at like a, from our back end, we look at the charging times in Norway, people are taking normally five or 10 minute charges just to get to the next place. And uh, that's an advanced EV market and people are learning how to do that. So nobody goes actually to fast charger to charge your car. They do do that to have a break somewhere or uh, that's kind of the future. I don't see the megawatt charging needed for personal cars. And that's my opinion as an EV driver. I don't need that. Uh, I don't know who needs that, but I know my father drives 1,000 kilometers without a brake. But he's also very tired after that, and I would prefer him to have a brake as well. But he's, he's doing that with his diesel car because he's used to that. And then, and, 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 but I think it's quite healthy to have brakes as well. And once you add up to the EVs, uh, these five, 10 minute brakes during a drive, they are actually quite convenient. You are more refreshed as well when you come home or go to your location and maybe less accidents with tired drivers in the, in, in, in the traffic. Yeah, absolutely. And now when we talk about use cases for these heavy duty commercial vehicles and the high voltage charging, do you have any real-world examples and case studies of where that's being implemented at the moment that you can share with us? Yeah, we have been looking at now. We, we've been working with some uh, truck manufacturers for that. And of course, there the need for the high-power, high-voltage charging is, is definite because you have a lot bigger batteries. And there you cannot use the 150 kilowatt because 150 kilowatt for a truck is considered slow charging. It's almost the same time as if you have a 600 kilowatt hour battery, it means that you charge for four hours to get the battery full. So this is very clear case for higher powers because those are also professional vehicles and and you want to move the loads and the time is money in this industry. So it's a clear, clear change. But if you look at the, like a public transport in, in cities, which are also heavy vehicles, but they normally charge during the night because the batteries in there are getting also bigger. But in, in there, they used a slow charging 50 kilowatt, and then we have like a 300 kilowatt charging for the opportunity charging during the road. So that's not so big, but the, the trucks which have longer distances, there the need for the high power is, is, is definite. 
Okay, perfect. And now just to finish things up here, obviously we've spoken about the high voltage charging and can powers move into the US, but are there any other significant milestones that the company has achieved recently that we haven't touched on? I think the last 10 months is what we have been seeing here is, is the huge increase in demand and, and how many, because we have been really a much on Nordic North Europe company and now the expansion on our charging fleets in, in, the, in the Europe has been quite significant. So we are seeing lots in Spain, France, Portugal, UK. Uh, they are getting really a good amount uh, of, of Kempout chargers. First delivery is to Greenland, uh, Australia, uh, let's say yeah, opposites of the world almost. So th this is really interesting uh, market to be in and seeing that the EVs are going forward in all over the world. And first delivery is to Africa as well. So this is this is expansion that it, it speeds up everywhere in the world. That's all for this episode. Many thanks for listening. And if you liked it, then please do check out all our other episodes and be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from to make sure you get every single episode as soon as it's released. For daily news coverage, features and much more, you can also head over to evpowered.co.uk. Thanks once again for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode of the Everything EV podcast.